calling you out, whichever Jonas she's with. Joe? I only know Mike? what Joe. Is he one of the other ones? I don't know. Like Todd? Tyson? Todd and Tyson <laughs> Jonas. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's got to be it, right? Todd and Tyson. Uh, oh, that's my can. Make a poll on Twitter. We'll figure this shit out. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm your co-host, Nate, and this is the other one, Zach. Heyo! What up? There he is. Alright, so what's up? Uh, mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's encouraging. I have shoulder pain that I was just bitching about. Yeah, that's true. It's uncomfortable. Maybe we'll make that into a cold open somehow, so that way that uh, it all flows together. It all comes it's full all part circle. Of my plan. Enjoy my pain, listeners. It's for you. So, for returning listeners, thank you for coming back. For new listeners, welcome. What the fuck is up? But we are a badass pair who are going to talk about some Game of Thrones now. Yeah, we uh, we like to think that we're somewhat well knowledge. Um, we get pretty schooled on our knowledge yeah, we pretty do. frequently, <laughs> but I think that's sort of part the of the fun reason, of being yeah. a fan and growing as a fan is is learning that you're wrong in some things, and that's okay because you can still enjoy it and be wrong about things. So yes. if you're new, if you're brand brand new and you came from the show, don't feel discouraged. Start reading with us, and you can start with chapter one, which is brand, like he said, brand brand new, brand brand new. <laughs> All right. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so anyway, this week we're reading Ned 12, Indeed. which means that the last chapter from last episode was Sansa 3. Sansa 3. Out and of the mouth of Actually, babes. I mean, even continuing that, the chapter before Sansa was Eddard 11. It was kind of a real quick sequence yeah, of events. Yeah, back to back. So we had Ned uh, doing some ruling on the Iron Throne, and he had sent Lord Barrington Darien to hunt down Sir Gregor Clegane. Yeah, yeah, Sir Gregor, Gregor Clegane, the mountain... And uh, behead him, give him the king's justice because he had la- raided and raped and looted and pillaged uh, a couple of holdfasts. He was a brigand. So we got that judgment, and it was very controversial. And because uh, Clegane is a bannerman to Lord Tywin directly. And so we picked up in Sansa's with Sansa sort of responding to that. She was more upset that Sir Loras didn't yeah, get sent for that mission. Yeah, we also got a little bit more information on some of the other court holdings that happened throughout yeah, the day. Yeah, there was a black brother there. Yeah, Yorin so. had come to plead for some men. Yep, and then she got summoned by Lord Nedder. Ed, Ned? Eddard? Lord Eddard, Nedder. Nedder? Nedder! Nedder! Get back in the trailer, Nedder. Yep, and he was telling Arya and Sansa that he's sending them home to Winterfell. Yeah, the shit's getting too whack up here and in the capital. That spawned a, a conversation. An where argument. Sansa was being prissy. Arya wanted Syria yeah. to come with him. She was cool. She hates the capital. And Sansa spouted out that Joffrey's a great man, unlike his father, the king, that drunken king. Yeah. And so Ned had the realization. Out of finally. the mouth of babes. And that brings us to where we're at here with Ned 12. Yeah. So at this point, I'm assuming a day or so has passed. Since his uh, revelation. Yeah, I think it even might have mentioned because Vayne Poole took some time to find the boat that he hired, but I, I didn't write down the number. But days, anyway, so. we get that old bitch Pycelle telling Ned that he should be thankful for the pain. The pain means that his leg is mending and knitting itself, and Ned says that he'll he'll be thankful when his... It's- 
his his leg is healed and the pain stops. That that's when he'll be thankful. Pycelle then puts a little bottle uh, on his his bedside table. Here, take some take some drugs. Yeah, and so milk of the poppy. And Ned says that he's sleeping too much already because we know that milk of the poppy eases the pain, puts you to sleep. Yeah, it does. Do you think there's anything anything in there? Anything? I don't. I don't think it's uh, poisonous, but I think it's definitely let's keep him milk of the poppy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and and unclear. And I think that definitely was the tactic with John Aaron as well. Let's keep him quiet and asleep. And and, I think we mentioned that as well. Yeah. And so. Pycelle says that sleep is the great healer, and Ned says, I thought that was you, kind of quick-wittedly. Huh. And Pycelle says that it's actually a good sign that you're in good humor, my lord, yada, yada, yada. But I'm going to ruin your good humor. Yeah, so yeah. he says that there's been a raven this morning from a letter from Lord Tywin for the queen, and I thought you should know. Like, you know. like, Yeah, like I he's, think of it, it's just Quirrell. From, it's such a sniveling yeah. little hat, because yeah. even Ned's not buying it. No, like, not I thought you should know, my lord. Like, fuck off, fuck Pycelle, you. You Ned bitch. gives the dark wing dark words yeah and what of it yeah and uh Pycelle tells him that, that Tywin is greatly wroth about Ned fucking sending men. The, the men after Gregor Clegane and as Ned, I feared he would be you recall in council I yeah. said as much I, 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 remember, remember, remember I told you yeah remember? I did not tell did you not, cause I, I told you mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Ned says, let him be Roth. I don't give a fuck. And then he gets this little kind of flash into every time that he thinks about Jamie Lannister and his smile. Every time his leg throbs. Every, yeah, well, that's it. Right, I had it backwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, every time his leg throbs, he pictures Jamie Lannister smiling, that crooked And Jory little, dead in his and arms. And Jory dead in his arms. It's just, yeah, his broken leg, he associates that pain that he... Literally, so just walking around. He's with. developed like almost this hatred, similar to I was thinking. Well, it's it's a uh, if you think about like you know if you've ever had a serious injury, it tends to pulse with your yeah, heartbeat. Yeah. So it's like a pulse for him mm-hmm. of Jamie Lannister, Jamie dead Jory, yeah. Jamie Lannister, dead Jory. Like this hatred for the Lannisters is getting built up, especially yeah, for Jamie and Tywin of, of Robert's hatred towards Rhaegar. Yeah, yeah, no building. It, I mean, even Ned has his his limits, and some of his best men were slain. And so it says that Lord Beric Ned says Lord Beric rides beneath the king's banner. If Lord Tywin interferes with anything, especially the king's justice, he'll have the king to answer to. And Pycelle immediately hurries out. Yeah, well, because I like his line there. The only thing that Robert loves more than hunting is making war. With lords that aren't that are that being are, defi- yeah that are defying him and absolutely that's that's Robert's yeah. mo so yeah <laughs> and a huff immediately rushes out and Ned is not uh, fool yeah, he has exactly. fool he has no doubt that he's running right to Cersei and and then he even says it to himself thought you should know my lord like fuck you yeah Pycelle. as if Cersei had not instructed him to yeah. pass along her father's threat. And so when Pycelle's gone, Ned calls for a cup of honey wine. I do like that he also hopes that uh, Ned's response will rattle Cersei. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just and rattle their cages. It really puts it more into context, though, once you think what's going to happen at the end of the chapter. He, he knows that he's going to do that. Yeah. And so he's really hoping Yeah, yeah, he's trying her, to like, get her shot. I'm not scared. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Ned I'm above this is shit. trying to play the game here. And, yeah. I mean, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, like you mentioned, after Pycelle left, Ned called for a cup of honeyed wine. Yeah, it doesn't and... cloud his mind as much as the milk of the poppy would, and he needs to be able to think right now because 
a thousand times he had asked himself what John Aaron would have done or was trying to do with the information he or learned. Or pa- perhaps did do. Which at this point, as a full spoiler, we, we know that Ned has come to the conclusion that Joffrey is the product of incest from Jamie and Cersei. He hasn't quite said that yet. It's meant to be right. more it's of a powerful punch later on. But, and, uh, um, yeah, so he'll even give us some supporting He's, he's trying to figure it out and piece together. What was John Aaron trying to do with that information? Was he gonna go to robert was he did he tell stannis it's it's all these moving parts for ned now now that he has that last piece which fucking took him forever to get there it's also the fact though that littlefinger is the the actual culprit yeah of john so you know cersei is going to be accused of this and she she doesn't ever deny any of it you know because she and her pride and and her anger and because of the way that he's coupled it with the incest and he's almost made it all one thing. Like, yeah. John Aaron learned about the incest, so you killed him. But Pycelle, while he might have been attempting as well or something, it was Lysa who ensured that it happened. Yeah. And so, like, nobody's really certain between the Pycelle and fucking Lannisters. Yeah. But. Well, Ned starts even wondering if maybe John Aaron did get a chance to act, and that's why he died. Right. Was he, he was doing something, or he managed to attempt something. But he thinks then that it's so odd the way children's innocent eyes can see the things that men miss. And someday, when she is older, Ned will tell Sansa how she had made it all come clear for him. And so we get the flashback to the other night with his daughters, and he thinks of the line he's not the least bit like that drunken old king and that this is when we learned that this was the sword that killed john so Aaron. there's a little line right before that that i quoted that i really liked the simple truth of it had twisted inside him cold as death yeah and i i feel like he's kind of picturing it as a sword there that twisting yeah yeah, yeah. and i really him. like the way ned starts to think about this and describe this because yeah he says this was the sword that killed john aaron and it will kill robert as well a slower death but full as certain and so it says that so ned is contemplating all of this that like what this implies and and the fact that he had joffrey has been named crown prince like there is some clearly some intent here and so Littlefinger shows up about an hour after Pycelle leaves. and Yeah, so there was, I did want to also again, before you mentioned the last part before Littlefinger showed up, is it says, legs may heal, some betrayals fester, mm. and poison the soul. Yeah. And so basically saying, you know, yeah, he might get, his leg might be shattered, but it will heal. Telling this to Robert, that your children are not your, like, it's going to kill that man. Yeah. And then he's going to kill everyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, like, it, it's, this is a huge betrayal. Um, yeah. Robert has thought that these three were his children, and they're not. And that's a huge deal just to a man in general, but let alone the king, where heritage and, and birthright is so important. So, yeah, Littlefinger comes in right. about an hour after Pycelle leaves, and he saunters in saying, Oh, I don't have long. I'm feasting with Lady Tonda, and I think she means to fatten me up, and she's got a fat daughter. Just Littlefinger and everywhere. And yep, it's, yep. And it's it's obnoxious, and Ned is he asks Ned how your leg how his leg is, and Ned says that it's painful and inflamed, and, and this there's is an, my favorite Littlefinger line of this. There's chapter. an itch that's driving me mad, and Littlefinger cocks an eyebrow, and go ahead. He he you, just urges him not to have any other horses fall on his. Leg. I mean, it's a pretty sound advice. Way. Sound advice, Ned. 
Don't let horses fall on your leg and it won't be shattered. There you go. Problem solved. Problem solved. So he urges Ned to heal quickly because Varys has heard some ominous whispers from the West that free riders and swords have been flocking to Casterly Rock and not for Lord Tywin's sound advice. So I was really, I liked this line there um, because... How much do you think that's accurate? Because I, I feel that there are going to be sellswords and mercenaries heading to Casterly Rock. But do you think that he heard this news through Varys and it's this little thing that, that like he's implying happened at the small council meeting he wasn't there for? Or do you think it's Littlefinger just trying to put urgency into the matter to get Ned to make a move sooner while Well, he's I mean, injured? and especially in this case, with every, every good lie, there's a sprinkle of truth. So I definitely think there's gathering forces i could see it being jamie more so than tywin right yeah. now gathering people um but you yeah, know i i whether it was at council or or not i think it's pretty widespread at this point that the west has been itching for something and so i think this is Littlefinger trying to spin it that way that yeah there's an urgency here but wherever he got the information i kind of don't think matters whether it was a small council ned missed or or whatever. I think he's just trying to stir the yeah. pot even so more. So anyway, Ned uh, Ned asks Peter how long he thinks Robert's going to be hunting. Yeah, is there any word from the king? And Pete Littlefinger prudently answers that given his choice, he'd stay in the woods until both you and the queen died of old age. Incredibly accurate statement. But I imagine he'll return once he's killed something. And then he goes on to say that they found the white heart, or what was left of it. Wolves got to it first. So, yeah. based on imagery, we in, in some of the very first chapters, we get the dead dire wolf with the stag So, antler. this is wolves killing a stag. Killing a magical, a magical pure mystical, white... A sensual, essentially, a, a, a stag, a deer. Yeah. Like this, and so, it's, a, it's the reverse of what we saw. So, do you think it's just stating that Ned got Robert killed? I... I, I feel like this is much more foreboding. Like yeah, the way the, the, the what was left of it, the it. wolves came and tore this thing apart yes. brutally, and so I'm wondering if that's not further foreshadowing in the series. Of, the Starks of, will be the Starks the will the absolutely. I'm thinking the destroy the Baratheon rather. line, yeah. but I mean, what is left of the Baratheon line? We got Gendry. King Stannis, Gendry, uh, Edric Storm, uh, Mia, My Stone. Um, I think there's a couple others that aren't named, but as far as true-born Baratheons, it's just Stannis and Shireen at this point. And so I don't. Maybe the Starks are going to have something to do with Stannis's downfall. I just. I mean, they, he is, is up north. This is such an image. And, yeah. Yeah. And it says well, that because they, they only found what, like a hoof. Yeah, a and, hoof and an antler. Yeah. Like, that's it. Was, it. And just little bits. And, and but there was rumors of a monstrous boar. Yeah. Down Robert in was the furious that this thing was dead before yeah. he got the chance to. But then they somebody mentioned this monstrous boar deeper in. Prince Joffrey returned this morning. With the Royces, Balin Swan, and some 20 others, the rest are still out there with the so king. So you notice he didn't mention the hound. The hound, name? yeah. Like, why did he... I I think it's just kind of assumed that where the prince yeah, goes, well, that's what Joffrey I mean, goes, that's what I was especially thinking. to Littlefinger, who's been there yeah. so long. Ned is, you know, with Ned, he would announce, oh yeah, Prince Joffrey came with and Cer- the, the hound yeah. and, you know, Balin Swan. But Littlefinger's been there so long that where Joffrey goes, the hound is. So I think it's just that. I don't think there's any... Because I thought about that, too. I was yeah. like, did he exclude him for any reason? Really but it might have so. been in one of the ones included in those 20 that he mentioned. But yeah. Ned asked about the hound, and I get, I like that he says that the hound is the only other person in King's Landing now that Jamie's gone 
that he's really worried about. Yeah. That's an interesting. I think yeah. that I almost find it funny, like because it's that. Granted, if Joffrey does sick the hound on somebody, and the hound decides to follow through, he'll do it. That person's fucked. But it's essentially just following orders. But yeah, he's, he's not the, under the orders of the shit little prince. That's all it is. But yeah, no, I thought that was interesting too. That there's much bigger people to fear. And honestly, I think Ned, uh, a little uh, further on here, because he says that. Uh, Littlefinger says that the Hound returned with Joffrey and went straight to the Queen. And then Littlefinger jokingly says that he would have loved to have been a fly in the rushes yeah. to hear the reaction to Lord Beric Dondarrion riding out to behead to his brother. The, to see the face on on the uh, the Hound. And Ned says that even a blind man could see that the Hound loathed his brother. And Littlefinger replies, but he was the Hound's to loathe, not yours to kill. Once Beric lops the summit off of our mountain... All the Clegane lands and incomes will pass to Sandor, but do not hold your hand out in expectation of thanks, not from him. So I actually think that that assessment by Littlefinger is wrong. I, I do too. I don't think Sandor, I don't think he'd be happy about the lands and title. I don't think, I think he'd be by. happy about the fact that his brother met with justice. Yeah, it would be, it'd be a man, I didn't get to kill him, that sucks, but like, good, somebody good. did. Somebody, somebody finally cut got his that fucking head off. Exactly. Yeah, I and, agree. And so I don't, I think Ned kind of has the right of it here, where... Yeah, I think the Hound would be upset that he didn't get the killing blow on him because of that personal grudge. But, but yeah. in the end, I don't think he'd hold any grudge toward Ned any more so than he does because Ned is the honorable fool that the Hound right, had to detest. Right. But, so, we got all that interesting bit. Littlefinger begins to step out saying that he's got to get to his lunch, but he spies the massive tome yeah. that Ned's been reading, the, the lineages, both, yeah. and he says... This now this is tedious reading if I ever saw it and then asks him a sleeping potion my lord which Littlefinger it's funny you just, yeah yeah and Ned thank God thank God he does not <sighs> considers telling Baelish everything not just you know what he knows through Cat and the dagger and stuff but all the incest all the stuff that Littlefinger orchestrated for him yeah and so he knows what he what do you think Littlefinger would have done had he. I think he would have... Just continued fanning the flames for Lannister, yeah, right? Yeah, I, th- I definitely yeah. think that's it. Do you it's think it just... would have thrown him off guard had Ned come to him with it all? No, like, I yeah. think he because he sees the book there, he knows. Yeah. Because then he... Well, yeah, no, no, he definitely knows because yeah. he's been leaving Ned and the trail Baelish to with, follow. Because this isn't TV Baelish. Like, this guy knows what's going on. And but he I'm has, just... I think he has an out. If Ned were like, I this is what's happening... Peter would have some kind of response for that. I'm just, I was just wondering if, like, maybe Ned's really true only option here was to fully lean into his honorable streak, and maybe the only way to kind of catch Littlefinger up would be to just openly trust him and throw out everything he knows just to get it back from Littlefinger, and maybe in there there's some very... I know Littlefinger's not going to slip up, but it's... I would at least argue that there is potential where if ned just opened the floodgates about all of it it was open didn't use fucking lions and wolves was straight up joffrey marcella and tommen are the incest products of jane that like was just so open about it that there is a potential he could have caught little finger kind of like oh like i didn't expect him to approach me with this much i expected him to kind of hold it and do his honorable ned Stark yeah, yeah. i mean it might catch him by surprise a little bit if in that case. well that's it i'm thinking like maybe that was ned's only 
option here was to kind of just lay those cards out because otherwise he's just everybody's puppet here. Littlefinger doesn't give a shit. See, but the person he really should be doing that with, honestly, is Varys. Yeah, well, no, that's it. He should be laying it all out with Varys, but he openly just dis- Which, speaking Varys's. of, because uh, once they get through that, uh, Baelish leaves. Littlefinger... Uh, yeah, yeah, Ned tells him parts. that John Aaron was studying this yeah. volume when he died, and Littlefinger says that death must have come as a blessed relief, and gives him a bow and takes out. And so then he starts thinking about Littlefinger and Varys and Pycelle. Yeah, there's no one besides his own houseman that he can trust in yeah. this entire city. And yeah, even... Even, even Barry the Barristan, Bold. yeah. Yeah. Cause, because all that Barry would tell him is, do your duty. No, he's got the right of it. And that's like, it. Like, Barristan wouldn't be like... Because he would know that the king's going to every... Like, See, I disagree. I think that Barristan would take action. He, I feel like he would be just like Ned, where he yes. wouldn't want the children slaughtered. Exactly. But he would want something done. Something needs to like, be done. He knows yes. what the Lannisters he knows are. Right. And he knows and that... And he's the king's guard. And that's it. He's seen Joffrey's... At his Monster worst, and Sir and Cersei it. just being a cunt, and so he would. Be I think Sir Barristan would actually, backed, especially with his Targaryen and what we know yeah. in the future for I him think going he to Danny. Ned. I think he would have backed Ned too. And there. I think it's a mistake that Ned. I didn't think go it's to an absolute. He should have gone to him at least for some advice, yes. even if it is just to do your duty. Yeah, like, that's it. That if that's because coming advice, from coming from Barristan, weigh that. that has yeah. good. You need meaning. to weigh that. Yeah. So I I disagree. This is when Ned I think really starts tripping up as far as who to trust and who not yeah he considers telling Littlefinger everything which is just telling you where his head's at Littlefinger's the worst person he's yeah, the one who's done everything Barris the bold is the or best Sir Barris and Barris I and can Barris see is why even he questionable won't. exactly because like, we still don't well, know he, and he doesn't know that either yeah like, and definitely and so know. I can absolutely not or understand him not going to Varys but Barristan man like right there mm. um Renly, I don't know that I would go to before Robert. Oh no, Renly, Renly's a tough call. Well, I was just going through the small council. I would definitely attempt another communication with Stannis, and yeah, because Stannis well, cause is one I would want. That's a tough letter to send out. Well, not even person. letter, just, just recalling a, him, yeah, or just, at least saying, "Can like we need you to and I meet? Like fuck all the the, yeah. the court bullshit. Like I think I know what's up. Like I need to talk to you, type thing." Because uh, Stannis is, is no small ally to have. Right. But anyway, Ned starts thinking that time was short. The king is going to return, and honor would compel Ned to tell him everything he had yeah. learned. He he would just have to. He wouldn't be able to, in good conscience, hold it from him. So it says that we uh, we get that Van Poole had yes. managed to arrange a ship, the Wind Witch. Uh, this is the part that I've been most excited to talk about for this the whole ship. chapter. This ship, the Wind Witch, out of Bravos. Yeah. Do you think Jack and Hagar's on that boat? Oh, shit, potentially. Holy shit. He's yeah, coming yeah, yeah, into yeah, King's yeah, yeah. Landing to make the change into the guy God that's damn. in the jail. No, What I'd... if he's coming right fucking now? That's great. On the Wind Witch I'd out of I'd never pay attention to a boat coming in from Bravo. Yeah. Yeah, this so... is him making his way into the city. I would 100% believe that. Because I was thinking, like... Well, are we you know, are we dense like right this, and let us know if that's if that's like already been talked about and we're just being dense and we're late to the party but that's kind of blowing my mind yeah I never well that's about i that. i was like because i was i was more concerned with the name because i i was thinking of the uh the honestly i was thinking of the the ghost of high heart and, yeah, and yeah. sort of the woods witch mm-hmm. um that aria later meets that I thought maybe that was significant, but it's a fucking ship out of Bravos taking like 
I, I, I think you're right there. I, I think Jaden Hagar yeah, is and on so there. I, I was like, I want, you know, because there's always been that question, is Jack and Hagar making himself in that jail? Well, like, it's, and, and that's it. They're faceless men. Like, how the it. fuck would so he So did he captured? just go in and, that, and walk right oh, in but there? But the why And it. so maybe that's... Unless, of course, you buy to... that Serial Pharrell is Jack and Hagar, in which right. case he was already in the city. But I, do, I don't. So I really like yeah. that. That I think this I is that was this super is a cool. very small slip in of yes. yeah. This ship was coming in from Bravo, so it's probably already at King's Landing. It's right. waiting and restocking, it's restocking, and it's gonna yeah. go and well, it's exactly hit Winterfell in because Lord Stark just yeah. So we learn that it's in three days for Arya and Sansa. So he can no longer use the concern for the girl's safety as his reason to delay telling Robert yes. anything. So, it says that last night, <sighs> this is the part I've been I most know. excited to talk about. Last night, he dreamt of Rhaegar's children. Tywin had laid the bodies beneath the Iron Throne, wrapped in the crimson cloaks of his house guard, which was very clever, as the crimson did well to not let the blood show through too much. <sighs> continue. I will continue. The little princess had been barefoot, still dressed in her bedgown, and the boy, the boy. He could not let that happen again. He must find some way to save the children. So now he's referring here to the Lannister children. Yes. Tommen, Marcella, and even Joffrey, because Ned is still a child. He, which is, all right, there's so much here I want to unpack. But first, it's interesting because... It was Tywin who did it to the Targaryen children, but he's assuming Robert's going to do that to Joffrey yes. and Marcella and Tommen, which right. is one. Just, as well as killing Cersei. As well, oh, absolutely, Cersei's fucking dead. Jamie as well, but if he can get a hold of Lannister, Lannister, Yeah, any Lannister. Jamie would kick the fuck out Jamie of Jamie would fuck Robert up. Um, but as the king, he can just have him seized, yeah. and then it's still in pain. But, yeah, so one, it's interesting that he's associating Robert with that kind of violence. Like, he thinks Robert's to that point now. So He will be when he hits him with that Yeah, yeah when, when he gets this betrayal. Which I, I don't blame him or underestimate no, that no, from no, any no, man, I don't really, either. if that kind of news broke to any guy. the and, and just going back to it, the other part, of course, with knowing that supposedly Aegon Targaryen, full spoiler reread podcast, Supposedly, Aegon Targaryen is alive and well over in the Free Cities right now doing his training. We know that supposedly Varys spirited this child out, that this is not, supposedly, right. this is not Aegon Targaryen. And so I'm assuming that the the boy, and then the pause, the boy, is in reference to how devastated this child's face is. Just it's the gore exactly. of it. The, the fact the, that it was bashed, dashed against that wall by the mountain. I, we know. And I honestly, I believe that's being nice. I could see the mountain having stomped on it, on exactly. the, on the Just, head particularly. Yes. It was unimaginably of, Or grotesque. maybe not even... Um, Irrec- well, unrecognizable. Actually, that is the interesting question, isn't it? If Varys spirited this boy out... May, oh, so yeah, never mind. I... I thought it through myself so Varys yeah. I'm assuming got there seconds before the mountain did they he, Probably he did the swap hours before the way that that guy moves true through the yeah a couple hours before the mountain did did the swap out and then it was just some innocent poor babe laying there that got his head dashed yeah. in according to Varys anyway that's in believing that they actually got this child out and that he's truly Aegon but just Which, uh, it really does get backed by this evidence that that, bo- that boy's face was 
mashed to where it was unrecognizable, so you can't confirm or deny. But who they it left was. the princess. But the princess, so that she was sort of, and it's this is what Theon does with the butchers yep. boys in Winterfell, right. like you know, Make get sure someone right that size. looks the right size, and then the princess there and her face not being mashed, just her being stabbed kind of lends credibility right. to that. Here's the one, this other unrecognizable one must be the brother because he's just got fucked up in a different way. And so whole, that just, I don't know, that just hits me. Ned's thinking about the children. See, yeah, and, yeah. and Varys, we supposedly know, is supposed to be thinking about the children. So, yeah. But Ned considers the, the men that Robert pardoned. Robert could be merciful. And so he thinks about Barry the Bold and Varys and Balon Greyjoy. Pycelle. That old bitch, Pycelle. And he he says, you know, he's he's willing to, to offer them retention of their, their lands and their titles if they swear fealty to him. Yeah. But... This is not, uh, this was something else. A poison in the dark, a knife thrust to the soul. Yeah. This kind of betrayal is not something Robert can forget. For years now, he's thought that these were his true-born children, and they're not. They're the product of incest, which, since the Targaryens have been overthrown, has been seen as un unnatural, abomination-producing, just terrible, disgusting. And so... You know, Ned knows that this one isn't going to yeah. just be forgiven. For... Yeah, and he says this he could never forgive, no more than Rhaegar. He will kill them all, Ned realized. And it's just that dawning moment of, holy shit, when I tell him this, he's he's going to lose it. They're going to be And he's the worst dead. possible person in the Seven Kingdoms to lose his but collective this shit. this is also his downfall, in my opinion. Ned's? He, yes. Well, yeah. Well, the the fact that this causes him to feel bad for Cersei and the children, and that's why he calls her to tell her that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because no, he's it, trying to warn her. You, ha this is your time to run. I and I believe, and if it's, I'm, I can't confirm yet if it's just a showism, but I believe later on in the book, it's Varys who says it's your mercy who kills the king. Like going and seeing Cersei telling her that he knows that kicks her into like i need to silence motherfuckers now joffrey needs to be on the throne exactly now robert needs to die now ned stark needs to be fucking exiled sent to the wall his tongue cut out i don't give a fuck now like yeah, that exactly. is the worst thing he could do but it, in pulling it back to where we are because we'll get there He's it says yet his duty will not allow him to keep silent he can't not tell Robert for the good of the children, for the good, like, to not have Robert lose his shit. He just can't do that. He owes it to the realm, to Robert, to John Aaron, and to Bran, who surely stumbled onto some part of the truth, or else why would they try to slay him? So, again, one more thing to pin. Right. That, honestly, is just Prince Joffrey trying to appeal to his father. Yeah, and I mean, so granted, it's... him getting pushed out of the tower, yes. Oh, absolutely. But, again... Ned well, never... but the the why else try to slay him? I kind of think he's got the dagger specifically. Well, that's in it. But that's there. what I was going to mention. Those is when two he's things talking are completely to, uh, unrelated. To Cersei about it, and I'm going to bring up that during. Oh that yeah. Again, because the way she responds, but he never actually refers to the push or the assassination. Oh, the dagger, yeah, no. And so he, she is just 
And I mean, it, it's and it doesn't even feel contrived. Like George R. R. Martin was kind of being cheeky and like left it out. It just feels like natural that Ned would roll well, no, all this it. anger exactly. into one big ball. Absolutely, of, you tried to kill my son. Like that's it. That it doesn't matter if it's the tower or yeah, the dagger. Yeah, no. Like it happened because you were there, and so he he's been thinking all this shit for a while because it's later that afternoon that he summons. Tom oh man whom his children call fat tom and fat so, tom is the head of his guard yeah so and i like to think of it because he himself says it a couple times in this chapter and it was from sansa's before out of the mouths of babes all the children know that tom is a dipshit fat tom he's a slow dumbass yeah. that they run between his aria skirted between his legs aria there that doesn't time. think he's very he's clever he's the one that knocked on the door and said called in for and said nobody's here and he left she figured it was because he was so stupid yeah. he actually believed her yeah ned says with jory dead r.i.p and alan gone alan was uh with the barrack don mm-hmm. along with some other men ned had to <laughs> promote Fat Tom and give him command of the household guard. And like Fat Tom's a good shit, man. He'll drink a beer with you. No, Ned likes him. Ned's like... not shitting on him here, which is of course it's just, just great. That and he's it, not quite it's head of guard quality. Ned's filled with a, a vague sense of disquiet and that perhaps he shouldn't have been so quick to send off a lot of his guard and especially so many of his best swords, leaving behind the fat toms, the ones who really aren't the best at protecting people. And so Ned tells Tom Ard to help him to the God's Wood. Tom Ard asks if it's if it's smart, yeah, yeah, and he whatever. just tells him, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. he summons Varley, and I just thought of Chris Varley, and he's just this big old round guy. With an arm over each man's shoulder, Ned leaves the tower and crosses down to the Bailey. And Ned tells them that he wants the guard doubled, that no one is to come in or out of the Tower of the Hand without Ned's leave. And they try to argue about how little guards there are left right now. Double he's shifts. Like, it's only for a short time. Just do it. Like, it needs to be done. And then he, they, because they sit him down in the grass there in the God's Wood. Well, it says that the God, they, they continue on to the God's Wood after Ned tells him he wants double <laughs> guards on the Tower. And it says that the God, God's Wood is empty, as is normal down here in the South, because yeah. they don't keep these gods and Ned's leg is screaming in pain as they lower him down to the grass right. next to the heart tree, which is an oak. It's not an oak. Wood. It's faceless. It doesn't have the face, but he can still feel the presence of his gods here. And his leg hurts a little less. And now, do you think that's just like the placebo type thing where he's just, you know, he's comforted. He's yeah, yeah. He's more. I... He's a little more relaxed. He just made a trip walking all the way down there. His leg hurts. Now he's sitting. Yeah, because I, I, I have to because I think the the... the it's not the the, the god's the wood that does it. I think it's, it's the, the werewood specifically. That do it. yeah. So yeah. So I think it's just. Sort I think of placebo. it's. Yeah, he was walking all on it just now to get down there. Now he's sitting in the grass comfortably, more comfortable than walking. And he knows what he's about to do, and he's kind of comforted by yeah. home-ish, whatever reminder he could get. So he hands Tom Art a paper, and tells him to deliver it at once. Tom Art looks at the seal and asks him if he's sure, and Ned just says, "Do as I command." And he's not sure how long he's out there waiting, but it's peaceful and quiet, and he really enjoys it, so he doesn't mind. And it says that she came to him at sunset as the clouds reddened above the walls and towers. this made the the image that immediately popped in my head again are the Red Mountains of Dorne. Mm. And it's just anytime he's painting these backdrops, these backgrounds with this red, it just seems to be happening a lot in that chapter. I don't know, like... 
when I pictured it, because it's it's an image and a half. I don't it just to me it kind of I don't know it all pulled into this sort of like there's just this red hue that covers the towers, the city, like in Lannister red. Like yeah. Cersei is just all encompassing at this moment. That's like sick, that that was sort of what I got. It's just that her presence is so fucking big. Like she. She's here, man. Like she's just fucking here, and it says. But she it, shows up dressed plainly. Yes, simply. She had come alone as he had bid her, and she had dressed simply for once. Which, again, I, as as we said when we were talking briefly about it before we recorded that, this is just I think so interesting that she's just in some yeah. riding leather. So and, I what I think the reason because she also has a hood up. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with trying not to call attention to herself. Oh, yeah, definitely. And knowing that she she's pretty aware of who's watching her. Yeah. And this is the way that she could have a private meeting with Ned without yeah, yeah. everyone Yeah, no, Cersei ever. ain't but wanting her shit followed. It's really cool that this first one-on-one with Cersei and Ned, and it's... It, well, as she comes up, she sits down. And well, she, well, when she, she lowers the first. hood, Ned sees the yellow bruise from when yeah. the king had struck her. It's no longer purple, but it's still fucking... Pretty, pretty on there, and so she asks him why here, and Ned answers, "So the gods can see." And then she goes and sits beside him on the grass, and Ned notes that every single movement of hers is graceful as she sits beside him. And it's the first time in a long time that he recognizes the beauty in her. He's just seen her as this monster. So the, what I was gonna say right before, now that they're sitting, is that this moment between them is incredibly intimate, mm-hmm. and. It's just this strange, but it's so cool because we get to see Cersei playing the game. This is one of the ones where, as great as they did in the show, I really wish they did this in the show. Like, Lena Headey kills it in the show, I remember. The line, especially the Game of Thrones line at the end, she delivers awesomely. But in the godswood, sitting on the grass, her not dressed in a gown of of Lannister. Just Just something more Lyanna-esque. Very Lyanna-esque. Yeah, like, and and Ned seeing her beauty for the first time, probably since Robert and her's wedding. Yeah. Seeing her as this beautiful woman that she is, this lord's daughter, this queen, who is just this gorgeous, she's gorgeous. Cersei is a fucking hot-ass bitch. Like, the golden hair, the, the... green striking eyes like the bone structure that's perfect tywin jamie they're they're handsome they're a fucking handsome family and so i just think it's so significant that he's seeing her and how again how intimate this whole scene is so he looks at her and says i know the truth john aaron died for and she's watching his face as weary as a cat i she God, she's fucking awesome. She's fucking badass. Because, I mean, right there, he knows the truth John Aaron died for. I mean, she doesn't. Exactly. She doesn't know why John Aaron's dead. And she asks him, is that why you called me here, Lord Stark, to pose riddles? Or perhaps you mean to have me seized as your wife seized my brother? And he says, if you actually believed that for a second, you wouldn't be out here right now. And Which is prudent. And so now Ned gently brushes the bruise on her cheek yeah and like again how intimately and he's it's to me in when i say intimate i mean more like he's brushing a daughter or his sister's yeah, yeah, cheek the, and like uh does this happen if, often if things weren't as fucked as they were this is the relationship they would have if him and robert stayed bffs and he was and yeah. there wasn't all this treachery ned would have this relationship with his best friend's wife where if 
for some reason she had a bruise on his face, her face, he would, in concern, rub her face, you know, and he asks, has he done this before? And she pulls away from him from the touch and says once or twice, but never on the face. Jamie would have killed him. My brother is worth a hundred of your friend. And she's defiant, of yeah, course, because it's And Ned blasts her with this fucking, your brother or your lover? And she yeah. does not flinch both. And, and says, why not? And why not? She And she just goes into it since we were children. The Targaryens did it. We are one person in two bodies. We shared a womb, and when he is inside me, I feel whole. And she a has ghost a ghost of a smile flit, flittered, flitted, flitted across her lips. Which I like. I think that's significant. It's either Jamie or her children are the things that will make yeah, her. I think it, we'll see the the turn throughout the series as it goes away from Jamie and more towards the children and then finally to herself probably. Mm. But yeah, I really liked that little, just the way it was described, a ghost of a smile. And so we we get the, uh, it's starting to get more intense Yeah, And we get my son Bran, Ned asks. And it says, to her credit, Cersei does not look away from him. I love that. Because he always, Ned's the one to recognize an opponent Mm -hmm. and their strengths. But that's, of of all the ones to know, that's a great one. Saw us, Cersei answers. And then she very curiously changes the subject quickly and says, you love your... she doesn't. Well, not at all, yeah. You love your children, do you not? And Ned answers, with all my heart. Which is the exact same answer that he gave to Robert when he asked him in his last, in the chapter right before he went hunting. But no less than I love mine. And Ned immediately shoots back all three Jamies. And it's not a question. And she responds, thank, thank the, the gods. Yeah. And Ned thinks about John Aaron and the seed is strong and the black hair and how yeah. there's in the book that he was reading, there's previous relationships between Lannisters and Baratheons where the Baratheon hairline wins out. It's it's a strong. Yeah, it says gene. that the. The gold always yields to the cold. Yeah, and his, which the is way a cool says, line. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, Ned asks, "How is it that you have no children by the king? It's been twelve years." And she lifts her head, defiant. <sighs> Robert got me with child once, but Jamie found me a woman to cleanse me. Robert never knew. So, so if Jamie found someone to have give her, gave an abortion, her an abortion, she just aborted it. She and then we learn that I can't bear to have him touch me, and. She's just repulsed by him. She's disgusted and says that when he staggers into our room drunk after fucking some whores. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't to get him matter off. how I finish him. It, he's he, going to be, he'll forget about it by yeah, the morning so and just know that She it probably happened. gives him a little HJ or if he's coherent a, a enough, blowy, a blowy. Maybe, but, but that's it. Yeah, no, she does not let him fuck her and exactly. does not want his. I don't, see, I mean, like, I be, no, I'm I, a, I. Uh, I don't blame her one Cersei's little Cersei's not tiny bit. a good person, but I, I really can't blame her in this position. She was married to a man she didn't want, who doesn't want who her. Who clearly doesn't want we her. Because that yeah. Ned next asks, uh, what did he do? Uh, actually, that might be further ahead than I'm... Uh, he feels sick at like after right, this right. revelation, uh, at her revelation that no, she that had, is right there, yeah. had an abortion. and uh, He asked what Robert did to make her hate him so much. Well, he, he yeah, because he remembers Robert on the day Robert took the throne. Every inch a king, regal, handsome, gallant, all the, not all the women, but thousands of women in the realm wanted him, wanted to be with him, would have loved him with all their hearts. So why is it that you, of all these other women, detest him so much? What did he do? 
and we learn I'm, again. I don't. Blame I her I for this I shit, could. Man. Yeah, no. He kind of does something unforgivable. So her f- eyes burned the, green fire yeah. in the dusk, which again I don't want to pull things from the show, but if if the show ends up going the way of her potentially nuking the city with wildfire if the book goes the way of uh, yeah, yeah yeah that that's what I mean the show did yeah the show did. <laughs> Um, because I yeah, the I green have, with the green fire, like these early chapters with the wildfire, wild yeah, is is super interesting with Cersei. Yeah, so and that's so sick. I loved it. Yeah, but yeah, so on the night of their wedding feast, while they were making love with the stench of wine all over him, Robert leaned in and whispered Ned's sister's name, Lyanna, and she says I, he did this while he was on top of me, while he was in me, so he called out the wrong name. And Ned says he doesn't know which of them he pities more. Well, uh, Ned Stark. It says Ned Stark thought of pale blue roses, and for a moment he wanted to weep because he knows at that point that Lyanna didn't want Robert. Yeah, that Robert caused all this. He called this name and really just defiled this woman on her wedding night. And, and it meant nothing to him, and it meant everything to her, or it should have, and it devastated her clearly. And, and it, all of nothing, it because yeah. of a woman who didn't love him the way never he loved would. her, and never and would have detested him. And so, yeah, Ned just kind of, I think, feels the full circle of that these are still having repercussions to this yeah. day, where now a bastard of incest is going to take the throne, become and almost kill king. Me. Yeah, it's it's it, and he wants to weep, sort yeah. of. I think at just the like no the fuck. heaviness of what yeah what it's all. And so yeah, he gives the line. I don't know who I pity more, and she says, "Save your pity, Lord Stark. I want none of it." And he tells her, "You know me. what I must do." And she says, "And this part blew me the Yo, fuck away." Yeah, must. She goes into attack mode, and she puts her hand on his good leg, just above the knee, and says, "A true man does what he will, not what he must." And she begins rubbing her fingers, brushing his thigh, the gentlest of promises. I don't know that I could resist if Cersei was doing that to me. And I'd she be says, "The realm needs a strong hand. Joff won't come of age for years yet. No one wants war, least of all me." And she touches his face, his hair, and says, Jamie has fled. Your wife is a thousand leagues away. Be kind to me, Ned. I swear to you, you shall never regret it. So, holy sh- Like, she's just trying to seduce yeah. him. She's trying to, fuck, oh, yeah. you know, fuck the queen. You'll, you'll be rewarded. You'll be basically king in all but name. Like, yeah. fuck Fuck Robert. Fuck, Fuck your Robert. friend. You'll handle everything you'll until Joffrey comes of name. And, and, then, and even then, then you'll, you'll live be happy sad. Yeah, you'll like, be good. And be you can go back your to your daughter, wife. Your daughter will marry my son. Your and wife will never be, be wiser. And it's later she... And again, god damn it. I didn't realize I was going to keep doing this. But I know there's a point in the show where Cersei references Stannis when she's talking to Sansa. And I hope it's in the book because she says, when he, the Battle of Blackwater, she says, if Stannis takes the city... If it was anyone else, I would might have the chance to go out and present myself and seduce him and and maybe save ourselves. But with Stannis Baratheon, I'd have the better chance of seducing his horse. Yeah. I don't know why she thinks that it Ned's would work with Ned and, yeah. and over Stannis. Like, and I get it. Maybe it's just pure desperation. Right. Like at this point, he like... he just kind of laid it all out, and she's like, "All right, fuck it." Shot in the dark. It, either I have to have him you know deal dealt with or i can try to seduce him and deal with it that way but 
it, I just that was a huge mistake. I think as yeah, far well, as for Ned, because then he asks, is "This did you make this same offer to John Aaron?" And oh my god, I just want to I want to just shake Ned's hand, like so, especially because she slaps him oh, yeah. hard, and he looks. Uh, I shall wear dryly. that as a badge of honor. Ugh. Just gives it right back to her. The same fucking line she, which she uses an empowering moment, and right. he uses sort of just to sadly. And like a... in this, you just made a terrible. Like we could have, we could have done this in a different way. Type thing is the way I took it. But she goes, "How off on dare him. you play the noble lord with me, Lord Stark? You have a bastard of your own. Who is this mother? Some peasant you raped." Or the grieving sister, perhaps, Ashara? I heard she threw herself into the sea. Why? For the brother you slew or the child you stole? How are you different from Robert or me or Jamie? I thought as soon as she said Ashara, Ned was going to choke a bitch. Because, like, she goes right for that jugular. Yeah. And especially with everything on Ned's mind. Not to mention how much he yelled it. Catelyn, but for mentioning like Ashara, mm-hmm. back we learned back in what chapter two or yeah, some he shit. Didn't do that, it. He shut that shit that down. The second that the rumors were popping up around Winterfell, he was like, "No." Mm-mm. And she hits on. I mean, she's closer than she thinks with the stole your baby. Just the the bastard in the Ashara. Yeah. It's all connected with the Tower of Joy and his sister and his sister getting her name called by Robert during yeah, their Yeah, just all the stuff that she's tossing around without realizing without she's realizing dancing it. on some nasty and shit. And so in response to her, how are you different from Robert or me or Jamie, he says, I don't kill children to start, and tells her, you must listen to me, my lady. While the king, When the king returns, um, uh, honor compels me to tell him the truth. You and your children must be gone by then, not to Casterly Rock either. I would head for the free cities, perhaps, uh, oh, I lost my place. I would head for the free cities, or as far as the wind blows, exile, she says, a bitter cup to drink from. Yeah. She well, has no intent, no intention of, of Absolutely fleeing. not. And he says, a sweeter cup than your father served Rhaegar's children, and kinder than you deserve. Your father and brother should join you. And gold will buy you comforts. Your father's gold will yeah. buy you comforts and higher guards, which you, you will safe. need, because Be- Robert's wrath will follow you. And then she asks, what of my wrath, Lord Stark? <sighs> and she tells him he should have uh, he should have taken the throne. Yeah, she's standing at this point. Yeah, so she stood up and she, she tells him, you should have taken the throne. Jamie told me about that day when he was sitting on the throne and how you came in. and uh, You made him yield it up. You made him yield it, but didn't take it for yourself. And she calls it such a sad mistake. That was your moment. All you had to do was walk up and sit down. And he didn't. And, yeah, he says, I've made many mistakes in my life. That wasn't one of them. He says, yeah, uh, mistakes more than you can possibly imagine. Mm. But that wasn't one of them, right? And Cersei delivers it, the, the you know, iconic line at this point. Oh, but... but it was, my lord. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. And she puts her hood up and leaves him there in the god's wood under a blue-black sky. And the last line of the chapter is, the stars were coming out. Because that fucking line pissed me off. The stars were coming out. Because does that mean anything? Like, does that mean that perhaps he's seeing the start of a comet coming? Or, like, I just, I don't know why it's talking about stars. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's... 
just some some detail that Ned noticed. I I, I don't I don't know because it feels significant. Right. It, it really does. That's the the chapter closer for that one, and I don't I have no I have no like this is what I think it is or represents. For some reason, with the stars coming out, I think equates mask. Not for yeah, some well, reason because, the, because her the, mask the stars is starlight and, oil, and yeah. shit, but. That's just the only thing I can think of. The stars are coming is like, But yeah, who knows? The glass so, candles are lighting. If you guys know, le- write in. Tell us what you think. Do you have an inductee? I have a lot. Like, I have fucking a million inductees in this one. But I a thousand percent just got to give it to Cersei Lannister. Because she's a fucking... I mean, that intro, when she shows up and the clouds are all sunset ready over the Red Keep. And the it's just casting this red hue and... The intimacy of it and how it quickly turns from this sort of tender, caring scene to almost an interrogation scene to a fucking seduction scene and then to just just... almost a fight scene where she's screaming at him and it's all well done. It's our first real close interaction where we're hearing the words from Cersei's mouth directly in a conversation with yeah, her. Yeah, like an extended conversation. That isn't more Tyrion just... or... And, and so we got a great look at Cersei. We got a lot more on the the Fagon and Rhaegar situation. Yeah. So, yeah, Cersei. And I just love this chapter. So Cersei's my inductee to the Brotherhood. Wonderful. Who's yours? So I, I have toss-up between two. One is more of my... No, I'll just go with that one. So, it's going to Fat Tom for moving up the ranks. Fat Tom. Man, Got like... Got a promotion. That guy's just fucking It's all these, like, uh, these goofballs. Like, uh, the fucking... Jesus, what's his name? Mord. 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 just got a huge yeah, pay, raise. pay raise. And fucking Fat Tom and now. Fat Tom's getting head of household guard, man, of Winterfell. It's of not Winterfell. like some little, yeah, no, it, little shit house. Like, you're the head of guard of Winterfell. Until Alan returns. He's not returning. He's not returning. Uh, my seriously serious one was going to be to Varys for fucking kicking it off, man. Yeah. Way back when, 12 years ago, getting that Supposedly. kid the fuck out of there. You know, if, if what is said is true, so who knows. He could but be a Blackfire. Well, our episode's running a little long this time, so let's spit out some uh, socials. And everybody want to write in some, some emails to us, you can get us at... Without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. We're on Instagram at without manners without. No, that's my Twitter. My Twitter's at manners without. And I'm um, at Twitter at carstark92. Kind of. I'm still learning my way around the Twitters. I forget my Instagram right now, but we're it's on all Instagram, on the it's yeah. all on the stuff there. The we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash without manners as well. So send us some messages. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Next leave us time, a rate and review. Oh, yeah, leave us a rate and review. Next yeah. time we're going to be jumping across an ROC to join Danny. Yes. Again. For such a great, great chapter. Yeah, this is we get some prophecy nonsense and potentially the crowning of a new king. So should Thank be some God. good stuff. Um, I The number eludes me currently, but I want to say it's Danny 5. I forget right now, but it's a it's it's a low Danny number. But. Yeah, Danny hasn't had a ton a ton of numbers, but you know it's gonna be a good one. So hope you'll join us for that. Feel free to write to us because we love reading your emails and interacting with you guys. We look forward to hearing from you. It will be Danny five. Hey, and we'll catch you on the next one. Valor de Harris. Peace.
What's up everybody, it's Nate here from Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm just going to sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called PodCoin. If you listen to podcasts at all, especially Brotherhood Without Manners, all you have to do is download this app, download our podcast, put in the code BROTHERHOOD, and you will get 300 coins. And you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff, gift cards, donating to charity, whatever. So give it a try, let us know if you like it. We really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. Uh, You can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do?